What's happening, everybody? We back for another episode of Palm Wine Central. I'm here with my brothers, Uncle AK yes, and Smoking Joe. Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? What's going on, fellas? It's Monday. It's Thanksgiving week. I feel heavier already, man. <laughs> I got at least five pounds. I need to. I need to. I need to reserve for this week. Yeah, you better, you better, you better get to it. But before, before getting to you know our topics or our discussion and all that jazz, just want to remind the, the listeners that this episode is sponsored by Documentary Podcast. And um, if you're not subscribed to our channel yet, hit that subscribe button. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We appreciate you actually trying to check us out. Hope you're gonna check us out next week. Um, like I said, you know, I mean, if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. If this is going to be your last episode, too bad. Still appreciate you, you know, checking us out. Hopefully you can come back. And for our weekly reoccurring listeners, man, we truly, truly appreciate you. Um, we're still yet to still get questions and comments from you guys, but uh, we appreciate the fact that you guys are listening at least, you know, rocking with us. So um, thank you. And um, and yeah, guys, I wanted to start this off like this, man. It's Thanksgiving weekend, like, you know, as you said, what are we really thankful for? Um, I know every day is supposed to be a day, you know, of thanks, but... On this week of Thanksgiving, you know, um, traditionally, right, everybody goes, oh, yeah, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. So let's, I don't want to stand out, but at least let's try to, you know, be like the others and actually be thankful for something this week. So what are we thankful for? I might as well start. I might as well start. Uh, Since it's COVID times, you know what I mean? I got to be thankful for life um, (laughs) to begin with because a lot of people, you know, are not here today to experience and see what's going on, especially, you know, at these trying times, you know, Africa being where is that today, you know, United States being where is that today, Europe are that too, um, Asia that, Australia, all that stuff, the world in general. So um, definitely thankful for life. Um, thankful for these two um, adults, you know, that I'm online with today actually doing this, you know what I mean? It's not easy to actually um, say, yo, we're gonna do this 7 p.m. on a Monday and despite our busy schedules, you know, make it possible to sit here and actually record. So appreciate you guys for that. Also, I appreciate the listeners as well rocking with us. Appreciate Stuck in Middle Podcast. That's us, even. <laughs> so <laughs> we're appreciating ourselves too, you know, in the process. Uh, and we're thanking, you know, our parents, man, you know what I mean, for their continuous support. Um, some of this stuff wouldn't be possible without them, you know, giving us that space, you know, um, letting us even do this stuff, considering where we're from, you know what I mean? A culture where you know, lawyer, doctor, engineer, disgrace of family is a thing, you know what I mean? So just letting us branch out of, uh, you know, of what they think that we're supposed to do and, you know, experience different things, you know, learn different things as, you know, some of the white folks, you know, ahead of us in this, you know, in this game. So appreciate that. And good health as well, man. You know, it's not easy to, you know, in this world, in this world of many, many being diseases, you know, uh, the good stuff, the best of the ugly stuff, whatever. In this world of so many, you know, to stay, to stay, you know, healthy, to stay um, in good shape, you know, all that good stuff is, you know, it's kind of tough. But we're getting it, so definitely thankful for God's presence in our lives. So yeah, that's my hey, own thing. Can we be thankful too? You took everything. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, you guys find something else to say? Shit, you guys, let me go first. That's a Thanksgiving <laughs> blessing of the meal type vibe. And the whole works. Hey, you know, man, I've been I've been practicing my, you know, my my preacher man skills. So wow. <laughs> he's coming out different in twenty twenty one. We hope so. We hope so. We hope so. We hope so. <laughs> so yeah, um, for myself, wow, uh, yeah, you really kicked it off strong. Yeah, just kind of pointing out the fact that there's so many things to be thankful for, and not just one thing. Um, I think the thing that comes to my mind is being thankful for the opportunities. Um, this is an opportunity, one of those opportunities, uh, just to be able to have a platform, uh, you know, be able to communicate with the brothers, communicate with an audience, um, to be in community. Uh, that's, you know, what a lot of people talk about is um, the most difficult thing about these times right now is that separation. Um, so this, you know, every week is, uh, you know, it's an, in a lot of ways, people would call it a form of therapy, you know, or uh, um, I guess a uh, uh, form of self-care, so to speak, uh, to be in community. So that definitely stands out. Um, other opportunities too, um, you know, as far as work, still having some income. Um, that's a no small thing, you know, to have a roof over your head, um, to not 
feel like uh you know i have too many burdens as as much as i might you know like you mentioned uh how it might not be easy always to to get on and and show up each and every single day but you know just to be able to do that um and have uh reasons to do that i'm definitely something worth being thankful for so yeah um uh, friends family support systems those that are willing to uh kind of get together and and uh be in community with one another i definitely definitely am thankful for that well said fathers i think for me man i'm i'm just thankful for 2020 man I think 2020 has forced us all to kind of come to terms with the choices that we've made up to up until this point. Mm-hmm. And for for dudes coming right out of high school, I'm not doing too bad for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Somebody made a comment to me the other day saying, "Yo, if you don't know who Aziz is, you will hate him." Bingo. I was like, "Hey, man." I think that's with most people, but yes, that's just yes. my opinion, you know. It's probably the, don't don't they say if if the if you don't have haters, you're not doing anything right because nobody's tr- nobody's trying to you know push you out the way, so to speak. So you know what I'm saying Bingo. it is what it is, part of the process. It is part of the process for real. So with that said, um, actually we're, we kind of freestyling today, so to speak, um, in the sense that um, you know there's been a lot of lingering topics. Um, going on this week and I'm sure in our own personal lives and we don't typically delve on the things that are I guess trending so to speak but um considering you know the overlap in our own experiences uh, it is something worth talking about and we're just you know having a discussion just earlier about what it's like and what it will look like um for us to kind of work our way out of this pandemic and into the new normal um and what does that new normal mean um even in my own personal life i've been you know considering some you know different options and some of the things that came to my mind was that you know the reality of what this pandemic is showing us is how the idea of traditional education in a in a campus setting has moved to a virtual setting how work in an office has moved to remote work from anywhere and how you know graduate studies and graduate degrees and so certificates have moved into a world of professional development and how if we're not adapting to that uh, ultimately that sort of obsolescence that we hear about in the corporate world is going to filter into the into everyday society so just building off that right off the bat like what do you guys what what do you guys think uh when you hear about this idea of the new normal is it something that is we have yet to to understand what it's going to be or it's already in existence and people are just denying the reality of it i don't care what the new normal is i just need fridays and saturdays to be as normal as possible again aha <laughs> you can have everything monday through thursday <laughs> literally like just give me friday and saturday back just open stuff up so i can have stuff to do on the weekends that new no one i'm not really walking with <laughs> everything else i'm i'm loving though I mean, so the shift in the work is not is not the issue it, it's actually almost more beneficial cuz you kind of get to manage your time differently uh be your own boss even more um, the social aspect you're saying that's what's missing yeah for sure i feel like you create your you create your own norms you create what you want to see what you want happen right so far before the pandemic what have we seen we've seen so much instant gratification right we see so many people posting all this beautiful photos online and you know other people saying hey man i want to do that want to be like that oh i want to be happy but really them who are even posting are they truly happy right you see now come this pandemic when they say yo sit your ass down most people can't even sit down and just process shit just soak it mm-hmm. in right just soak it in most people can't even do that it's because it's so used to the fast life, the high life, yeah. that now they're like, yo, nah, sit down. It's a problem. What's stopping you, for example, as this, right, from creating that social norms with, let's say, your close ones, your immediate, like, your immediate close ones, like immediate close circles, you know, you create a different kind of, you know, new reality saying, okay, you know what, the clubs are not popping, but what if we actually yeah. do create a networking session where, you know, we actually get together as friends and we sit down you know, actually dress up, you know, do what we'll normally do, but even better, dress up, have, you know, drinks, 
Twibbles, and let's chat. <laughs> let's talk business. You know what I mean? Let's talk business, man. You know what I mean? Like something different for once. Man, for me, I need I need that I need a healthy balance of sophisticated and ratchet. <laughs> so yeah, I can do whatever y'all want to <laughs> and dress up. What but. is what is ratchet to you? Ratchet is whatever y'all want it to be. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but that's but but that's the interesting point though. It's like it, it's kind of making me realize like like you said, the new there is a new normal, but yeah. the normal is what we make of it. And it means that everything that we were used to, everything, not just work, even social, we gotta now um tweak it a little bit so that it is the way we want it to be. So I like that. I like that point where it's like you still got your Saturdays and you know Fridays and Saturdays. No one took that away officially, mm-hmm. but way in which that's gonna look is gonna be more dependent on you than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. As far as oh, this is what society is presenting. This mm-hmm. is what you can do with it. Now it's like okay, you said you like all that. You want sophisticated and ratchet. Go ahead and make it happen. So I like that point. I like that point. Um, Are you making this? Me, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Is this sophisticated or ratchet based on somebody else's account, or is it based on you going out of making it happen? Because okay, they're talking about lockdown. How do you plan on making sophistication, sophisticated or ratchet happen within a lockdown, within a pandemic? How do you plan on doing that? With the numbers too rising, is that? Um, yeah, I think that's just um, again, it's challenging us to really think, like you said, to sit down and really think, like do a a, a deep dive into uh, ourselves and really look at the whole scope of our lives and our activities, what we were doing and what we would be willing to, uh, what more effort we'd be willing to put in to still be able to do those things, even though they'll look differently. Um, so even for myself, I know, you know, for the most part, I like keeping it pretty casual. I'm not too, uh, you know, beat up about staying indoors all the time, but um, I like Aziz, you know, at least those two days a week, Friday, Saturday, Um, You still want to be able to have those interactions. And like you said, I think really there is a benefit into just sticking on your core people. Maybe this is, you know, in eliminating all those unnecessary things in life, maybe it even involves people, right? You go out on a weekend and you with hanging with a couple hundred people, most of which you don't even know. And now it's like, nah, just hang with 10 people. And it might be those 10 people every single weekend, but it's going to be whatever you make it and you for sure it's going to be quality. So um, I'm definitely going to take that approach a little bit more uh, considering what you guys have said, because that's real. Speaking on that, even how has, you know, your relationships within this pandemic versus pre pandemic, how have they changed over time? Right. How have you been able to manage your acquaintances to your friends, to family, all that just relationships in general, how, how have they changed over, you know, this, what uh, seven eight months period? I think for me it's enhanced everything, right? I think um, the littlest things make the biggest differences. And if you're calling somebody during a pandemic for whatever reason, it just makes their day. <laughs> so you reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while, and they're ready to catch up. Like you, you, you haven't seen each other for ten years, literally. And it's nothing better to do anyway. So you're on the phone, like, okay, so what happened? And this happened, and that happened. Dang, I missed this. I missed that. Da 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 da. It's cool, man. Like, it's really, really cool. Like, relationships have become a lot more meaningful. And uh, just doing little things have become a lot more important. And I definitely have been doing a lot more of that. And it's, it's been it's been cool. It's been fun kind of, like, uh, interacting in ways that um, I haven't done in the past because I've never seen the halftime. And it's been good seeing everybody kind of grow and mature into the lives that we knew we were, we were going to have when we were younger. So it's definitely done some good in that regard, for sure. What is it that you look for when you do make these phone calls, for example, right? Um, are you sitting there hoping that you could learn something from it? Or are you sitting there hoping that, or are you looking at it as, okay, this is a little therapeutic for me as well? Or are you looking to see where people are at and you know go from there with them in terms of help them within their process? Yeah, it's uh, the latter. It's pretty much, um, it's a wellness check and then it's a, um, just where you're on your journey and how can I assist? I'm not, I'm never, I'm never really caught in to see what you can do for me. Mm-hmm. I, that's going to happen naturally. So, because people know if you need anything, just reach out and vice versa. Right. But I'm going to make sure you're good. Um, I think for me, it definitely has enhanced a lot of relationships. Um, it's funny that you mentioned acquaintances, 
because you get to a point where you realize that there is such a thing as an acquaintance um, and they are their own separate entity, so to speak, or group, um, just in the sense that uh, I think we put up a lot of false pretenses before COVID um, and it's kind of making us realize what's what and who's who. Um, It has actually forced me to not be able to procrastinate on making those phone calls and put it off because you don't know we're in a time where you even more now more than ever you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring um so i'm no longer hesitant with making those phone calls i've even found myself um kind of reaching out to make sure that i have those contacts um everything's up to date and i've checked in with people um even on a more regular basis too um and like i keep saying i'm just like as much as we're stuck in this i keep thinking to myself once this is over man, the level of, you know, get togethers and just that quality of what it's going to be like, it's going to be next mm-hmm. level. All this thing of, you know, people taking trips kind of, you know, solo, that's going to be a thing of the past. It's going to be big group trips. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be spending a whole weekend, whole week together. Um, I'm looking forward to that the most considering how much better the relationships are being built in the meantime. Man, all that I would say needs to stand the test of time. Why do I say that? Because right now, people don't really got shit to do. They have a lot of time on their plates and their hands, right? So, of course, <laughs> they could pick up those phone calls and, you know, have those necessary or unnecessary conversations or what have you. But wait till that time comes when everything opens up, right? Because there's always that calm before the storm to say, right? So, you're going to always have them people that are going to jump up, jump into oh, yeah, my ride and die, ride and die. And then after a month, it's like, yeah, uh, nah, forget that. You know what I mean? Uh, I got better stuff to do. Or oh, this person has been in my face for way too long, man. You know, get the hell up on my face. You know, I need my space type of shit. So prior to, prior to you know, the lockdown, I feel like I was that person that was always, always reaching out, you know, trying to get everybody together. But with the lockdown, I, for me, I flipped. You know, I, I instead went into my, oh, Damn, I've been training for this. I've been sitting home for way too long. Now I'm kind of used to this while everybody's trying to get used to it and everybody's, you know, get on the phone. I was really used to it. You know what I mean? So at this point, I'm just chilling. I'm just cooling. I don't feel like I had to change anything from what I was already doing. You know, um, if, if anything, those who felt like they always had time, they realized that they really don't got the time during COVID times because one, they're trying to adjust to a new norm according to them. Right, but this new norm was already something that I already had in effect. So it's just another day for me. Um, those who you know I normally would call to talk about podcasting or to talk about work, school, all that jazz, still remain the same. Um, nothing new there. I mean, for the most part, I think I've lost acquaintances or friends per se within this process, just because there is that there is time. And then there's effort, right? When you have, when you take that effort plus the time to create something, there's always something beautiful that comes out of that. Or even if it doesn't, at least you could learn from your mistakes and, you know, try again. But without the effort or the time, to me, it's kind of hard, right? Dealing with people, especially, say for example, with this podcasting right here, right? If you guys didn't, if you guys don't put in the effort plus the time, we won't see here to record. We will not drop an episode every week. But then to sit with the people who say they want to do something, but yet they don't want to create that time and effort to do it. That has really been, you know, like one of my greatest challenges during, you know, the COVID times and and um, being the procrastinator that I am, I find I'm looking for those who are constantly going at it, constantly going at it. Why? Because that wakens me up. When I wake up and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And then I turn around, you know, as this is on his shit, I'm like, oh, fuck. Damn, that was, I got I, I to accomplish this, man. Because there's no way, you know, I'm letting Aziz get a head start. Or even though he got a head start, there's no way I'm letting him, you know, cross our finish line without me at least even being behind him. So. Hold up, nigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I've been very intentional, you know, in, you know, picking just different people to put in my, you know, in my space. Um. Most of you who complain a lot, I've realized that we don't really talk that much, but that's a whole conversation for another day. But yeah, yeah. you know, 
That's that's an interesting point, and I'm going to bring this up. I know Aziz is going to like it because we keep talking about the positive side and those that are going to uh, come out with better relationships and all that. But I think there's a flip side. I actually wonder who's going to be coming up with new excuses, right? Mm. To say that, hey, you know, that was pandemic time. Now real life is kicked in, so to speak. We're back into the flow of things. Uh, I don't really think I can be there for this. I don't think I got time for that. Mm. I wonder not only how that is going to affect these so-called enhanced relationships, but how we are going to be handling those responses when they come. You know what I mean? Like mm. if those relationships are still going to be maintained, like it's kind of crazy because we, it almost feels like this is the test, but it's not, it might not be, it might be what, you know, it almost feels like this is a, a time, you know, when they talked about being the NBA bubble where, we're kind of being coddled a little bit because everybody's got a time. Everybody can make effort. But uh, once the kind of veil is lifted and maybe people are not able to put in enough t- as much time or as much effort, you know, what are those dynamics going to look like after that? I really wonder. Do you think that's going to, I mean, it, it's almost tough to say because I, I can't even say that, hey, you know, well, are we going to be able to handle it better? It is what it is, right? That's, that's what we've learned with this time. Um, that nothing is, there's no such thing as fairness. There's no such thing as, you know, freebies in life. Um, you have to take things at face value. You know, if it's dangerous outside, it's dangerous outside. If you got to hustle despite the fact that it's dangerous, you got to hustle despite the fact that it's dangerous. So I think even with those relationships and as they, they change, uh, ultimately continue to change, uh, we'll just have to change and go with the flow too. But I know those new excuses are coming. That's for sure. <laughs> I was I was crazy that Joe said that because I was just thinking about that. Like all these people that's making all these life altering decisions, they're gonna get reality checks when everything's normal again. Because <laughs> they're gonna find out what they really got, and that Joe's gonna be like, "Peace, this was fun, but <laughs> back to the regular schedule." <laughs> and just just thinking about something as simple as a lot of the people that are getting, you know, upskilling. That's what everybody's talking about. But with those upskilling creates new opportunities and more demands, right? You might be advanced in your job, get more responsibilities, or you might have started a business and Aziz can attest to it. Having your own business is not easy, right? It's not a walk in the park. You're not suddenly going to have more time and more lavish life and more parties. You're probably going to be working more. So um, a lot of this is going to change and it might not be the way people expect it to be. Um, And I wonder, again, how they are going to handle that um, versus how the people that are going to be affected by those changes around them are also going to be affected. But I mean, like, if we're talking about, why are we making it seem like people don't got brains, bro? Everybody got brains. Everybody can see. They could watch how life is going. Like, okay, financial advisors will watch the market, right? They predict saying, okay, this is what's going to happen tomorrow or next week. Is the same as everybody that is alive, breathing, with a brain to think for themselves, got to look at life. You're your own sole proprietor. Who do you want to manage your life for you, bro? You're going to have to bear those risks and you're going to enjoy the spoils. So whichever way you want to look at it, that's on you. If you're thinking that, okay, you know, I'm not going to take this pandemic time to produce or learn something new and wait till post-pandemic to do something good for you. When that time comes and everybody is 50 steps ahead of you, who you going to blame? Your mom, your dad? Your brothers, no, you're gonna blame yourself because you didn't smarten up. The difference between some of us and others and some other people from us is we try to to upscale, right? Mm-hmm. By any means necessary, or how within our means we try to upscale. And it's just some people who just refuse to upscale, not because that they don't know how to, but because they don't want to be versatile. Everybody's versatile. But some people just feel like, oh nah. Um, I'm a bricklayer, and as such, I'll always be. But who said you were designed to be a bricklayer anyways? So that's really what I'm really interested in seeing, like how a lot of people will come out of this thing, you know, looking at life a lot different or try to do a lot of things different. I was still hound on the point, you know, on the issue of collaboration. Um, In collaborating, you know, I mean, you learn a lot. You get to see a lot. You get to... To, 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 you know, feel, touch, uh, 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 play with different things and just see how it works, see how 
it fits in life. And if it doesn't fit with you, then you go, oh yeah, this shit ain't for me. But if it works, you take that and you multiply onto the next thing. You know, you meet a few people and you build from there. And then there's some people who, you know, you knew who are holding you back. You got to let go of those people. It's not complicated math, man. Why are we complicating it? Truth, but uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, that's why people are so different. There are going to be those that get it and some that don't. I mean, I can even speak for myself. It's been a challenge because you'd have to do a lot of self-reflection. And one of the, the points that I keep coming to all the time is, it constantly feels like there's this fork in the road, right? It's, do you keep doing, do you keep going along a path that you think is where you should go, but it's actually very traditional and it might not um, get you to where you want to go considering how things are different versus that other road that is seemingly dark, but the light at the end of the tunnel is so much brighter. The only difference is you have to basically carve that path every single step of the way, right? It's, it's that, that idea that you have to put in the time, you have to put in the effort. It might, it might uh, challenge you to even invest in yourself financially, right? Um, again, not taking any freebies or any shortcuts and saying, okay, this 500 bucks that I would have spent normally doing some other bogus stuff, I'm going to put this on myself. One of the things I've been saying a lot of times is with these holiday periods, you know, typically people would have been flying places, right? A good $300, $400 ticket. But that money can be put into one's own professional or personal development. How many people are going to take that effort, right? And it's it's a challenge. But um, like you said, ideally, if people think about it rationally and see that it's an opportune moment to take it, they will. But many might not do it. Um, I know I've, I've kind of put my money where my mouth is recently, um, and I'll continue to do that. Um, during this period and hoping that now that the money is there, that I'll put forth the time and the effort too. And eventually at the end of this, see the rewards, you know? That's all true. But then again, if you don't apply yourself, bro, if you don't apply yourself, who is going to do it for you? And true. also too, if you don't find out what you're passionate about and what you like doing, there's two different things. You know what I mean? There is what you like doing and there's what you are passionate about. Like, as this passion might be flipping homes, right? But that's not something that he wants to do on his day-to-day, but it's a passion for him. You know what I mean? It's a project that will bring him income, as much income as he needs, but it's not something he wants to do on a day-to-day basis. He's figured out a way to say, you know, I can make this work for me, and I will do that. And at the same time, I will do my my mental health thing, for example, be a mental health, you know, psychiatrist or whatever, or what have you, because that's what he went to school for. Most people go to school and they leave realizing that, yo, I picked the wrong career. But does that mean that you just stop and, you know, uh, make a complete UE and go start back? No. You <laughs> you start working with the degree you got. And then you go back and fix shit that you think is wrong. Every single, nothing is defined. Show me one person who, you know, who says, yo, my life is defined as this. And this is how it's going to be. And I'll be like, damn, son, where you get that from? We find out you have a direct communication with God and he's talking to your ears like directly. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you just got to hope. I said, yo, I feel like this was destined for me and go at it. You pick the career in which you are not because somebody said, yo, you better at this. It's because you know for a fact that yo, I can do this. Regardless of the roadblocks, I can do this. And once those roadblocks are coming, you just either go over it or find a way around it. But turning back is not an option. So to that point, then my question to you is, and since people have been spending more time indoors, and I'll ask you guys personally, has that translated to you also? Is there a direct correlation basically between you spending more time indoors and you doing more introspection? Because that also plays an important part. You spoke about passion, you spoke about, you know, finding what it is that you want to do versus knowing what it is that you're doing for the sake of income. But in order to get to that point, you have to really look inside and find out what that is. It's a process of exploration, but it starts from inside. Have you done more of that now, or has that always been something that you've been doing? And this time is just allowing you to enhance even more. Like I said, everybody's versatile. Today I woke up, you know, asking my sister, yo, son, I remember you had this camera, bro. Where you keep that joint at? And you start taking some pictures, man. You know what I mean? Because one of my homeboys said, yo, we need somebody to be taking pictures for us at our 
you know, at our functions, you know, when we're doing photo shoots, we need somebody to take pictures for. And I'm saying, I'm like, dog, I can do this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hop on that YouTube Academy. Hey, how do professional photographers, you know, take their photos or how do they begin to create a set? And I've been Googling that a lot and just reading and watching, you know, YouTube videos, not because that they're entertaining, but because I see a need for it and I'm going for it. It might not work this first time, but granted, maybe at Aziz's wedding, he might be like, yo, okay, man, I hear you take pictures, bro. I'm going to pay you half what I was supposed to pay the other guy. Mm. I was like Aziz. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, hence why I said Aziz. I'm going to pay you more than I was going to pay the other guy. <laughs> Facts. That, that's the part I was missing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, it's fear, man. A lot of people are just scared to go at things. What's the worst that could happen? Is it a yes or a no? That's the worst that could happen. I mean, a no, rather. That's the worst that could happen. Other than that, what else is going to happen? But during this time, it's been interesting because I'm learning a whole bunch of different things. You know, shout out to Reflexer as well, man. You know, um, always keeping my toes, you know, with new ways to, you know, adapt to, you know, video editing. Hey, yo, look at this stuff. Hey, yo, we can implement this. Hey, yo, this is that. And he's not telling me, just sending me links and I got to go read, you know, or, or watch and implement stuff like that. So it's constant you know you're just constantly feeding your brain with stuff it's like reading new book people read new books all the time just flip that to a new program a new okay. software a new i don't know what in other fields a new something but you cannot stop learning aziz what do you have to say on that i already have a feeling i know but just share for the people so they know too. Mm, I would say, I would say for me personally, I'm always in tune, right? And one thing I don't do is I never force to play. So even with everything that I am doing and all the success I think I've, I've had, I've been fortunate and blessed to have. I've never been in a position where I felt like I did it on my own. I always kind of paid attention to what my father was telling me. And then I kind of like watched the blueprint and watched his fingerprints on things. And then I know, okay, he wants my footsteps in this as well. So introspection is definitely important. And I think my introspection tar- starts with just spending a little bit more time with him. So I guess to answer your question, yeah, yeah. Because we have so much more time, I'm a lot more aware of my t- my time needed to be dedicated to him. And then as a result, like everything kind of works out even better. So, I mean, that's what I would recommend for people. Like go out of your way to love on, love on Christ because he's going out of his way every day to make sure you're winning. It's uh, definitely a good point. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, it speaks to so many other aspects, but one of the things that comes to mind is this idea of, you know, fellowship. You know, when we talk about um, spirituality or we talk about collaboration, that sort of intersection between those things is that idea of fellowship. And just, you know, they always say that that ultimate relationship um, again, when we talk about quality relationships, that ultimate relationship that you can have with God is it starts with the relationship you have with him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this speaks to the stuff that we're talking about is, you know, these quality relationships are not only amongst friends and family and peers and things like that, but even the ones that you have um, internally or on a spiritual level. Um, one could even say the relationship that you have with yourself. There's a lot of people, especially now, we talk a lot about you know, self-care. And it's like, what do you mean self-care? People should have been taking care of themselves for themselves all all along. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people to need to be reminded of that is kind of scary because it points to this idea of this constant 24-7 rush, you know. And it's like, if you're rushing so hard and still feel like you haven't got to where you're going, where were you rushing to in the first place, mm. right? So it's like you were, you were stuck on go, but you didn't even know where you were headed to because that direction was not coming from you internally. It was coming from someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to that, I mean, if someone else is going to give you direction, it's probably more likely that they're pulling you or dragging you Mm -hmm. than actually trying to help you and assist you and point you or guide you. Um, And I think that speaks to what you're saying about how if you're going to look for a a compass or, or a guide, that needs to be God. Like everybody else is most likely trying to steer you in a different direction, um, unless there are those few that are um, akin to you, uh, mm-hmm. like with us, for example, and I like like-mindedness and things like that. In dismissing somebody's idea, it's just showing your own level of 
uh, how you think and how you process things, right? Because it's like you're not taking the patience or you're not taking the time out to hear somebody else hope thinking that, oh, you're always right or, oh, you always got the keys or you always got, you know, um, every point right. From little to older and older to little, there's always something to learn, right, in that in that journey. Um, because the world, again, is forever changing. We've been speaking a lot about how to adapt to new norms or new norms and stuff like that. Or how do we actually learn from the new, the old, I mean, the young, the old, you know, vice versa, and, continue, and, and, and continuously on a daily basis, seeing that, yo, life itself is constantly changing. Um, to me, it would never hurt to just take a time out sometimes to just sit down and listen to somebody's idea, right, and then try to input into it. What baffles me the most sometimes is when somebody just plainly refuses to listen, but yet got everything bad to say when you've not even listened. Mm. You know what I mean? To X, Y, and Z that a person had to say about their process or something else that you might be doing that you could be doing better or that you're doing better and you could do greater, right? So we also got to keep that in mind too as well, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that. I mean, recently I had a situation at work, you know, typical work dynamics, team dynamics, where there was a little bit of, I guess, unnecessary tension that had built up. And I was kind of frustrated about it because obviously we were not performing. And when I asked someone older uh, for some advice, they were quick to just say, yo, that's office politics. Like, don't get too stressed about it. And it points to what you're saying about how there are people, as much as we're talking about adapting, there are people that have already learned to adapt. Um, and by getting those perspectives, you start to, I guess, speed up um, your ability to adapt. And just to that point, one of the things that I've always said is that as much as technology is moving and it's, it's you know, changing at an exponential pace, the way in which we do that um, as humans in order to adapt is by learning from older generations, by learning by more experienced people, by learning from people that are wiser than us, even if they're not necessarily older than us, um, but they've just gotten that hang of adapting because, you know, in the technology sense, you know, you would call it machine learning. You might call it AI, right? We have those inbuilt or ingrained systems in society, but it comes through information sharing. Like that's all it is, right? Technology is just sharing information between itself. Um, and we need to use this time, um, like we mentioned in the previous podcast about how do we really sit down and share the things that we need to know um, so that we know what we need to, um, to move forward in the best way possible. Um, so have, let me, to that point then, um, I know we talked about you know, having having more open communication and uh, having better quality relationships. Do you think level of information that you've been sharing with the people that you've been talking to more often has also changed and enhanced in any way? Definitely, man. Um, we're all here to grow. You know what I mean? We're all here to grow or learn. We're going to learn and we're going to unlearn. Um, I've been, lately I've been learning a lot about unlearning certain things. You know, and unpacking certain things, like really taking my time to just sit down, process certain things, right? That's a bar, bro. A lot of that, you know. Yeah, um, you got to be learning a lot about unlearning certain things. That's a bar, bro. I'm just saying, man, you know. Hey, watch out, man. Mixtape coming out soon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't, let, don't let Aziz pump you up. You might just start. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, man, no, nah, man. I can't even, I can't even try that. the bro. story. <laughs> I can't even try that one. That's a talent. I'm not going to get any more 30 year old dudes talking about my mixtape. I'm working on my mixtape. Oh, no. I'm good on that. <laughs> oh, that fraternity. <laughs> One thing I've been really, really learning these days, man, is just shutting the hell up. For, mm. real, for real. Like, just shutting the hell up. And just, you know, and most people that actually chat with me these days don't even get attested to that. It's, you know, I really get quiet to the point and go, hello? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You're not saying anything. What do you want me to say? I mean, I'm not the same AK that would go, nah, dog. My energy is very, my energy, my sanity is very important to me right now. So um, what doesn't add value would not take away anything for me, but just 
stay still. You know, like as you speak, it's just going to be there. And then once you're done, I'm like, okay, cool. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Okay, cool. Nice chat with you. Bye. <laughs> Why should I waste my brain cells when you yourself, you don't even want to waste your brain cells. You know what I mean? So just sitting there and just listening and seeing your angle first. That's one thing that I've been doing for the most part lately. Um, secondly, some people just got to do that. Some people just have to do it themselves, man. You know, um, no matter how much you want to try or you think that you can help. Nah, fam. Sometimes you just got to let some people do it themselves because that's the only way they can really know what it feels like to, you know, be on the other side, on the receiving side or on the giving side, whichever, you know, um, that's the only way. You know, have you ever tried to, you know, be in, okay, back in college when, you know, you're in a group, you're in a group project and there's that one person who is not carrying their weight, how pissed off you could get at that point in time, you know, at them and stuff like that. So right now is more of if we collaborating on something and, you know, um, you got the loudest mouth, but you're not loud at uh, uh, implementing, nah, fam, like something got to give, man, you know, um. I've been watching out a lot for that. I've been paying attention a lot to that. And just, you know, try to stay positive, man. Like, just try to stay positive. Bring that negativity my way. Two seconds, I'll be off the phone. It's just that simple, you know, so. Yeah, I can definitely say that's something that I've I've learned is necessary to, um, to just talk less and do more. Um, especially in these days in this society, you know, especially with social media, everybody's got a platform, everybody's got a voice, um, everybody wants to be heard. Um, and one of the things I realized is you got to take pride in getting things done. And in order to build your craft, you often have to work in silence, so to speak. Um, the two go hand in hand. And for me, it's like, uh, especially coming from this, you know, schooling background, that's one of the things I've had to unlearn. Like school teaches you a lot about knowledge, but it doesn't teach you a lot about practicality and practicality. Like you, like you're pointing to about letting someone do what they got to do. Sometimes you have to, you know, get dirt, actually do the work. Um, you might not get recognition for it. People might not, you know, there might not be anybody there patting you on the back or even encouraging you while you're doing it, but that doesn't mean that you should stop doing the work. Um, especially now during this sort of downtime where it's like, yo, use it as time to prepare to be your best self when it's time to show up, like just put in the work. It's, it's not going to be pretty at all. You know, it's tiresome. It's all that, but you just got to do it. And a lot of the times it's to the point where, you know, I remember I had a call maybe a week or two ago and I was kind of blurting something out that I didn't need to be putting out there, uh, mentioning an idea. And I kind of caught myself because I realized there are those moments where I get so much, I don't want to say fulfillment, but so much hype from the idea of people being excited about an idea that it's not really helpful. And what ultimately is best is when you can bring a finished product, even if it's a prototype, but at least bring something that has your your work, that shows your work already produced, um, that speaks volume. So that's definitely something um, that I'm trying to use, I guess, as my new means of communicating, right? It's like, don't just be quiet as an isolated, but be quiet because you're working. Mm -hmm. And then when people say, hey, we haven't seen you, whatever, then you show up and be like, oh, this is my checklist. I did this, I did this, I did that. I ain't even got to say nothing. The track record speaks for itself. So that's something that I'm trying to challenge myself to do a lot more. You know, one thing that I wish I had done earlier in college Mm-hmm. was when they talk about extracurricular activities. I wish I had participated in at least one per semester. Because now I think about it, when we speak of public speaking skills, when we speak of um, just people skills, right? Interacting with networking and all whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Again, some of us, and when I say some of us, I mean blacks, you know, we shy away from that. We go, oh, no, nah, man, I don't got time for that. It's not needed in my life. Internships is not needed in my life. But then once you all done with college, you know, and then you emerge into the real world, what they call corporate America or what have you, you start realizing that, yo, I should have done X, Y, and Z. Now I'm here trying to do this on the side with time that I could have used when I had a lot of it 
mm-hmm. that I don't have now, right? It's like you're playing catch up with your own self mm-hmm. and the world at that, right? And you begin to tell yourself like, shit, I wish I had done this. Shit, I wish I had done this. But what's funny is if you turn around now and tell the next generation coming up, like, yo, said these are the mistakes. <laughs> Nine out of ten, they're going to do the same shit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Nine out of ten, go do the same shit. So, hey, what I tell myself, everybody got to work in that own, you know, in that own path, man. Everybody got experience for themselves. Whenever, when, when people told me, I took it for granted because I didn't see the necessity for it then. But I see it now. I can only do much. I can only say, yo, I think, I think, I think, or in my humble opinion. But it's up to you to, you know, take that and run with it or not. But that's that's an interesting point when you said that if you didn't take those opportunities at the end of the day, when, you know, you get out into the corporate world, you're playing catch up with yourself because it's true. A lot of people think that they're trying to play catch up with competition, but the comp- the person that they see as so-called competition is someone that caught up to themselves, meaning that they had potential and reached that potential. But when you're playing catch up with yourself, it's like you're actually playing catch up with the person you could have been had you put in the, enough time, you know? Um, and it's really challenging for people to really grasp that. Um, the fact that potential is only so good for so long, mm. right? I was, I was thinking about it today, for example, when you talk about, oh, Africa's full of potential. Oh, you know, it's a country full of youth, so much potential. But how long are we going to keep saying that it's full of potential? 10 years, 20 years, you're still saying it's full of potential? When mm-hmm. does the potential become realized? Mm-hmm. So at some point, as individuals, uh, we do need to say that, hey, actually, I need to stop putting uh, this idea that I'm full of potential like it's a badge and actually start putting in the work preparing um, and really being proactive um, so that I can be exactly what it is that I have the potential to be, so to speak. You know, it's like the, um, <laughs> this all goes, I, I, I kind of tie this with a new age Christianity. Um, is, oh, I believe in God, I believe in God, I believe in God. Then something happens and you stop believing God or that belief goes out the window. Or even before something happens is you're constantly mentioning God, God, God. I'm like, yo, if you do believe, mm-hmm. why you keep mentioning this shit? Like, stop mm-hmm. mentioning it, bro. Like, just believe already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just got to believe in yourself and just know that you know and go at it. Failure to me is success because then I'm learning something. I read something the other day that says... Um, a lot of people read a lot of motivational books, but yet they're not doing shit. I'm like, what, 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 why, why is this person so loud? Dog, why are you so loud, bro? Like, why you gotta be saying some shit like this so loud, man? And then the end of that was, you should be reading a lot of unsuccessful stories. Why? Because you are prone not to make the same mistakes. Mm. And I'm like, dog, that's really a fact. You know, oh, we're too busy saying, oh yeah, how did Bezos do it? Oh yeah, how did Elon Musk do it? There's only gonna be a one, you know, Elon Musk or one Bezos, the same way as they does one LeBron, one Jordan, all that stuff. Only one of them. Yeah, we wanna know how to do it, how they did it. Mm. But then one thing too that we finally realized was they woke up every day and applied themselves. Mm. It doesn't get easier than that. <laughs> I'm not saying I got all the keys to, 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 to this thing, but at least I'm beginning to realize that, yo, if I just wake up every single day, for example, I started, you know, hitting the gym on a daily basis when I go, yo, today, I'm going to try and go. Today, I'm going to try and go. Today, I'm going to try and go. And actually go, right? Even if it's 30, an hour, an hour and a half, at least I went, right? And over time, I feel like that would just transfer into every other thing and I'll just be going at things, man. You know, just be going yep. at things. But I'm laying that foundation of structure, you know, having that structure. Um, sometimes people go, yo, send uh, let's link up like uh, yeah but I gotta go to the gym first I don't care when bro like I will go to that gym first then I'll come back and then I'll meet you wherever you know you want to meet up but to say no nah, man let me not go to the gym because I want to link up uh, yeah that's a whole different conversation now I'll tell you that failure is success interesting because and there's truth to it because you start learning what not to do so that the things that you do are successful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just like you're talking about, you know, those Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and all that. A lot of people, like you said, they'll only read the successful stuff, not read about the mistakes. And yet the very thing that separated them from the next guy was the mistakes they learned from. Because the other guy repeated the same mistakes, they repeated the same mistakes, but at some point they stopped making those same mistakes. And that was a difference maker. And what was left was success. It wasn't just you keep doing things right all the time, um, but that you fix the, the mistakes, basically. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting. That, that changes my whole outlook on the motivational books, to be honest, because it's like, what, what are they really going to teach you, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all hype but there's no lesson in it you know it's like a lot of people talking about you know mantras and you know think positively in the morning and all this stuff and it's like yeah but you actually have to go out it's almost like you're you're um you know creating the sort of placebo in your mind (laughs) oh everything's going to be perfect Uh, it's not always going to be perfect and once you realize that and learn how to adapt to those uh pending challenges and hurdles and you can actually overcome them quicker and more efficiently, that's when the success starts happening. And I was Basically, just going to add to that. Um, once you start looking at other people around you too and how to go about things, you begin to start realizing that noise will always be noise. But what <laughs> separate you know, the elites from those who are just making noises because they're cut down on the noise and they just decided to go at what is it that they were going to sit down and make noises about? put that into action and actually go at it. Take for example, the Nigerians, man. Like, why did they Why did they excel every time either in their country or outside of their country? Because son, you cannot tell them that they can't do shit, bro. Because <laughs> they'll find Period. a way to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They will find a way to do it and even do it better. Period. Than you even thought, you know, can be done. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that they don't think that, you know, it's a way. It's just that you are come from a place where I never had this opportunity. But since you're going to show me that yo, this is possible, I will run with it and I will run with it as fast as I can because you can take this thing away from me anytime soon. So I'm going to run as fast as I can, bro. It started clicking to me. And I'm like, dog, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just start going at things. That email, I'm going to send. That question, I'll, I'll just ask. What's the worst that's going to happen? You going to kill me? Well... Unless you want to be in jail for the rest of your life, you know what I mean? The most you can say is no. So why not go at it? Why not even ask them, dog? Like, how did you even think about this? That right there is my number one question now to most of the people I see doing certain things. Like, dog, how did you think about this stuff? What was that one point that you said, yo, you know what? This is even possible to begin with. Or say, yo, you know what? I have what it takes to do this. And just went at it. You know, um, anything is possible, man. You just got to find that right group of individuals who are thinking on the same wavelength as you and go at it. But you got to be a team. It's, it's crazy that you bring that up. I'll say three things. First, one of my favorite sayings, shout out to Nigeria. Niger know they carry last. <laughs> Ever. Ever. That needs to be everybody saying in life, whether you, you know, of that culture or not. Secondly, um, it's funny that you bring that up because it reminds me of this whole NBA draft where they were talking about for the first time ever, the uh, six Nigerians, I think, right. were in the top 10, right. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That kind of blew my mind on so many levels because immediately I started thinking, that's only one segment of Africa. And again, like you just mentioned, why was it that one segment? What did they do differently? What, what kind of mindset did they have, work ethic? Like the proof is in the product, right? Like they keep coming out tops in whatever domain or whatever country, but it's for a reason. Um, and I know we can only hype up Aziz so much, but it is what it is. But and it's having there's a, a lot of that too. And definitely you're going to speak to it. So this is where you're going to chime in. But it's like, there's just like you said, there's something there that we can all learn from. It's like, what is that thing that made you do things so different? Like what, what kind of perspective is it that just says, yo, it's all or nothing. Um, and the last thing that I'll say to that is just like, it just speaks to how important it is to like, um, to be focused on overcoming, right? It's like just coming to terms with the reality that, yo, it's not going to be as, as, as uh, 
pretty as you think it is, but you're going to have to overcome whatever those challenges are. And the sooner that you come to terms with that, the sooner you'll be able to start reaching those goals. But Aziz, I'm going to let you chime in and give us some of that, that Niger courage. Never mind Dutch courage, people speak of that Niger courage. What is that? Uh, bro, I think, <laughs> I don't know if it's Nigerian courage or if you can, you can, it's a case by case thing, but I do know a lot of Nigerian people don't make excuses and they always are willing to find a way. Mm. And I think, I think my biggest thing is that um, I don't really care how you got to where you got. I just need to know that it's possible mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm not going to, I'm never going to go through the same blueprint as everybody else. I'm going to figure out a way that it's going to work for me. Just tell me, oh, you can make X amount of dollars by doing X. And I'll be like, okay, I'll do it. And I'll do it faster. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's all about, for me, I don't do anything I don't want to do. Nothing. Actually, when I stop having fun, I stop. <laughs> I don't sign up for anything that I can't get out of. I always have a blast in everything I do. So whether it be the pursuit of money, whether it be the entrepreneurship, whether it be going out and having a, going out and meeting new people, networking, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Because to me, that's what passion really is. Passion is really making everything that you enjoy doing pay you. But it's crazy that you say that because what stood out was that all you needed to see was a possibility. Yeah, and it's yeah. sort of like this idea of as long as you know that you have skills and gifts and you can be industrious, the path doesn't actually matter. Just the possibility. As long as you see that, oh, I can do that. Never mind how you even did it. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it my way and still be able to attain the same thing. Yep. That's that's definitely uh, something to take home for sure. I remember I used to see people in college study, study, study for exams. And I remember um, in college, I had one teacher for every math class that I took. And they were all higher level math classes. And I literally took four exams in three years. (laughs) Because me and this guy were this tight. And I'm looking at people and I'm like, yo, you're failing this class. And I'm not even trying. (laughs) And this guy's giving me A's. As a matter of fact, he's telling me, don't even worry about taking an exam. And I don't know shit on the exam. So college, college in itself was a lesson because it taught me that like you can be in the same environment as everybody around you and be completely different and your outcome will be significantly better. Mm-hmm. That herd mentality is dangerous. And that's the thing I was about to say. It's like one, they usually say that, you know, education and, and those institutions are a microcosm of life. And like you said, you learned that already showed you what the bigger picture could look like. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that a lot of the times we get put in scenarios where we think that we need to look like everybody else, but in doing so, we end up with those same results. So whether they're going to look good or not, we're letting ourselves succumb to whatever that herd mentality is going to look like. Bingo. And the sickening thing is so many people are always so quick to say, I'm so different. And then you go do everything that everybody else is doing already. (laughs) Like, What are you talking about? You're doing the same thing that he's doing. There's nothing unique about you. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. But all I'm going to say is, man, if you find something that you want to do or that you're passionate about and you feel like, yo, this is my thing, I want to do this, go at it, man. The difference between you and who, the difference between you and the other person is you went at it and they did not. Yep. Regardless of what the outcome is, at least you can stand and say, yo, you know what? I did it. I went through it and advised somebody else who's going through it on why you didn't make it and how they can possibly make it and they take it from there, right? And I still make the same mistakes as you did. Um, does creating that ripple effect or that chain reaction, you know, with not just your friendships, but your acquaintances as well. Because this thing is a give and take. It's a yin and yang thing, man. You know, I offer you, you know, a service and in return at some point when you see me, you know, not struggling, but also um, trying to navigate my way through something and you've been through it, it'll be a lot easier for you to just, you know, say, hey, I did it this way, that way. Why? Because that generosity that I offered from the jump, you would repay that again, you know what I mean, when that time comes. Not that it's something that, you know, must happen, but from my own experience, it just happens, you know. Um, as human beings, it just happens because there's that friendliness, you know, within you know, every relationship or there's that, yeah, that friendliness that also leads to collaboration once, you know, two people understand 
on the same wave, um, you know, wavelength and stuff like that. So, uh, again, for me, failure should never be, you know, you laying in bed crying and all whatnot. It's more of where did I go wrong and how would I have possibly, you know, done this a lot better if I had a second chance mm-hmm. and then go at it, you know, something else, or you could go back at it if you really felt like this is something I really wanted to do. But also, too, entrusting your process means regardless of whether I'm making a dollar today or a million dollars today, I'm doing this because I actually love this thing. Not because I was looking for, you know, um, 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 that instant gratification or whatever. There's some people who create business just because, you know, for profit. But that means that they've actually sat and processed this stuff you know, computed the math and known that, yo, this is going to yield profit. But then if you're building an empire or as, you know, um, people say generational wealth, this is something that you're passionate about. It's something that, you know, once you're bringing people into it too, explaining them like, yo, this is something that's here to last and not something that's just here for today mm-hmm. and not tomorrow. It's here to last. So as you're coming in, yo, lace up your shoes because it's not going to be an easy ride. It's going to be a bumpy road. But... Mm-hmm. I'm at peace because I know you're here for the long run and not the short run. So, And I think just to add to that, a lot of times where people get so fearful, you know, they often say people are fearful of the unknown. And what scares them is that degree of uncertainty, right? They don't know what could happen. But you always got to have a counterpunch in your arsenal. And the best counterpunch anybody could have is creativity, right? Because that is your counterbalance to the unknown because no one the circumstances that you're facing that you say are unknown to you they also don't know what form of creativity you could have to overcome them so the challenge is ultimately in yourself to say what just like you know going back to Aziz's point if possibility is there right someone has shown you what's possible what ways or tools are you going to use creatively to be able to carve that path that's the only question you got to ask Right. Once you've seen that image and it's there, it's and I always say this, it's kind of like when you see people living in the same environment as you, but living in a different reality, it is like an alternate reality. And sometimes you got to ask yourself, how the hell can we be sharing the same space mm-hmm. and not experiencing the same reality? Like, mm-hmm. are we in some kind of twilight zone or is this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's on you as an individual to carve a bridge to that other side, basically. Like it is within grasp, but you have to create a means to get there. And then also be wary of people that uh, are always quick to tell you how difficult something is. Because the first thing, when I talk to a person and the first thing they tell me is, oh, bro, it's so hard. The first thing I do is I laugh in their face. The second is everything they say goes in this ear and then out the other ear. And then the third thing is I come back and remind them how easy it was for me after I did it. It's always going to be somebody somewhere to tell you that you can't do it and that this is so hard and it's impossible. Nothing is impossible, man. It's always it's always easier than what it looks like because they don't have what you have. Mm-hmm. So it might be hard for him because he just don't got the juice. And sometimes it comes down to as simple as information. Yep. Do you know sometimes it's just hard for people to just click a simple link and just read <laughs> the content Thanks. of that? Bro, like it is hard for some people, son. I've experienced that for real. I remember sending someone a link. Someone who wanted to, you know, some one of those people says, hey, you know, uh, you know, we got this kind of chemistry. Let's start a business. And, you know, you keep saying it all the time, but try and send them a link to read an article to discover how you want to enter the market. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, why does everything have to be so serious? Oh, it's Sunday. Why do you want to get into this? It's exactly that. And, you know, like we've been saying, that's one of those indicators where it's like, oh, OK, this is an acquaintance and I see why. Because when it comes time to show up and really explore those opportunities and start using that creativity to carve a path and turn what looks possible into what's reality, they don't want to do it. Um, And it speaks to the fact that, like you said, AK, even if they're not on board, just push at it anyway. Like everybody's going to have to do what they can do um, to get to where they're trying to go. And if people come on board, great. If they don't, just keep pushing. Yeah. Final, final remarks, Aziz. You've been very quiet. This, I think you're me from last episode, this episode. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm always quick to listen. That's one thing about me. A lot of people only only pay attention to my sound bites, and that's why they go to they go to bed and slit their wrists after what I say. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really a, a laid-back dude. 
But shout out to Gogo, my man Gogo. He said uh, he listens to every episode now, and he definitely gave us a uh, good feedback and said, "Keep doing what we're doing." So you are definitely the valued listener of the week, my good man. Appreciate you, and appreciate everybody else that's been rocking with us. Keep rocking with us. We do this for y'all, and uh, see you next time. Thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> nice, 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 <laughs> Joe. <laughs> um. Yo, I mean, again, it's one of it's been one of those episodes, man. We said all what we needed to say, but um, just to harp to those points, I mean, um, I jotted down these sort of final points. You know, use your gifts, use your creativity, and uh, be sure to surround yourself with useful information. And I guess the 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 sort of um, ultimate, you know, addition to that is having the right people. Um, that all speak to those things, people with gifts, people that align with your creativity, people that bring in useful information. Um, just use this time wisely. Um, use it to um, better yourself, better your circle, and not only make less excuses because you have no more reason to, but also come out of this making less excuses all the same um, and still be rocking with those same people um, because that ultimately is going to bring so much more enhanced joy um, to all the things that you'll be doing, all the things that you set forth as goals and wanted to see come a reality. When it's time to to experience that reality, you want to be doing with the people that you started with or that you were rocking with. Um, so yeah, those are my closing thoughts. Facts, facts, facts. Well, I mean, you guys said it all. Um, there's really nothing else to add to that. But let's just keep you know producing. Let's keep being productive and applying ourselves, man. Like as this was here, be a brother's brother and a sister's cover. Like every, you know, turn you make. Well, try to, you know, I mean, because I think we're not perfect, but try to. And then, you know, you that brother, brother, sister, and sister cover. You know, I mean, also try to work with that brother too, you know, I mean, to make this thing a go. But anyways, man, shout out to you guys, you know, for constantly listening to us again. This is Prime One Central. You know, subscribe if you haven't. Um, this episode is sponsored by Stuck in Middle Podcast. Um, follow them. Go check out the good work they're doing. I'm going to leave a review all that good jazz subscribe to that YouTube channel I'm here with my brother Aziz and Smoking Joe yo yo appreciate you guys man you guys have a great rest of the week happy Thanksgiving to you all Ooh, happy Thanksgiving yeah man yeah. most of it can you feel the fire can you feel the fire Can you feel the fire now?